This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The magnificent football Monday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. 60 more minutes for us today on Stadium. Uh, and it's going to be an amazing 60 minutes. We'll continue breaking down Week 16 in the NFL. We will uh, maybe talk a little bit more about the Bucks and the Jaguars. We'll get to the Bears and the Cardinals, uh, the Dolphins and the Cowboys, the Ravens and the 49ers. We'll talk NFL Most Valuable Player as we move along with Brock Purdy as the uh, pretty big favorite now, about minus 190, minus 200 in the betting market. 20 minutes from now, the whale capper Drew Dinsick from NBC Sports will stop by, give us his thoughts on Monday Night Football with the Eagles and Seahawks, and his early looks for next week in the NFL. Also, next hour on the show, Ken and I will give you all our bets for tonight. So if you're here for picks, we got them for you, but not until next hour on the show. NBA, National Hockey League, college hoops, and our bets for the Eagles and the Seahawks, where it looks like Drew Locke will start tonight for Seattle with Seattle um, uh, promoting Sean Mannion to their active roster, which likely means Drew Locke will play. We don't know the status yet of Jalen Hurts for Philadelphia. We'll find out 90 minutes before kickoff. We'll bring it to you at the end of the show, along with all our bets, side total and props for Philly and Seattle. But for now, we continue our handicap of Week 16 in the NFL. Jake, bring the music up. And Ken, we were talking during the break uh, when last hour ended, and I was saying that Trevor Lawrence gets cleared on like Friday or Saturday, and for people that missed it, Lawrence is in concussion protocol, apparently got concussed on Jacksonville's last drive of their Sunday night loss to the Baltimore Ravens. If Lawrence gets cleared, I think that I might just bet Jaguars money line. Uh, They'll be favored by less than three likely on the road. And I get it. Like, I, I bet the over in last night's game. Ken, I was so frustrated watching Jack to the inability of Jacksonville to get in the end zone. McManus missing those field goals. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence, if he plays, and Doug Peterson against Baker Mayfield and Todd Bowles. And maybe this is just like like a magical ride to the NFC South title and route to getting destroyed by Dallas, like they did last year, actually, like Tampa did last year in the wild card rounds. And maybe, like, God bless them if that's the case. Uh, I'm willing to be wrong here, and that's how I'd look to bet this game, Ken, if Trevor Lawrence is going to play, is I'll just bet Jacksonville to win. Yeah, and I, it's so funny because I, I didn't think of this until afterwards on the total. We got so wrapped up in the weather yesterday, and I got wrapped up in, like, I like Baltimore a lot if the weather's okay, and we talked about that on, on yesterday's show, that I didn't think about the total very much. God, like, the Jags are such a funny team. The Bills game is a little weird, like the international game. We talked about this, too, like 25-20. Um, and they beat the Bills, but like when they play these step up in class games, they just don't score at all. Chiefs nine, Niners three, yesterday seven. Just like, and oh, by the way, you might see this team in a playoff game. What do you think the handicap's going to be there, uh, depending on who the opponent is? So just like, I guess like could have seen it coming a little bit. Now at the same time, like see it coming that Lawrence. The, the you know the ball start magically sprouts wings and fumbles out of his hands when he's running like there's some stuff here that's a little random but it's worth noting like three step up in class games three bricks offensively uh that's not this game i guess would be my point and jacksonville's kind of made a living this season beating a lot of teams that aren't very good 
and beating a lot of teams like this. Wouldn't surprise me at all if they won the game. Uh, in terms of like a, a strategy for how to play the market early in the week, I think this is like, you're just as likely to be right as be wrong about, if that makes any sense, about what's going to happen here where I just, what do you think he's going to play? Yes, no. I honestly have no idea. I really have no idea. I, I'd say like feels 50-50 to me right now. And I, I have a stronger opinion on whether I think like every other player is playing in every other game I think less. than this one. I think it's less. I, than 50, it feels 50. 50 50 to me, but I, you could be right. You could definitely be right. I, I don't. I don't even want to argue the point almost because you could just be right. That's how not confident I am. So like, all right, uh, pick, and it goes to like two and a half, three, one way or the other, if he plays or not. And I think it's 50 50. Doesn't sound like there's a sound strategy to employ early in the week on this. Uh, I think it's just, hey, look, we're off tomorrow. Wednesday, we'll do it moved. Maybe we'll have a little bit more clarity on his status then, and can offer a strategy at that point. That would just be my. That would be my take on the game. I, I hope Lawrence plays just so we don't have to have the conversation of like, what's the number you would need to bet CJ Beathard on the road in this game at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I hope that we plus, don't have to have plus that conversation. Three, I'd think about it. Three and a half, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. In the end, it's still like Todd Bowles minus three and a half. Is that's tough. Like it's like a good coach on the other side. All right. That's the Bucks and the Jaguars. All right, we'll move on now. To the Bears and the Cardinals. I think a really, really interesting point spread market here. Um, <laughs> Chicago, Chicago. Matt Eberflus and Justin Fields, four and a half point road favorites against the Arizona Cardinals with Kyler home Murray favorite. and company. Oh, what I said road home favorites, excuse yeah. me. The game's in Chicago. The Bears, four and a half point home favorites against the Cardinals. Uh, total is 44 and a half. Uh, obviously, Arizona gets skunked yesterday by San Francisco, despite like hanging in the game early. Uh, San Francisco just avalanched them in the game. Uh, Hollywood Brown ended up playing, but 24 snaps, leaves with his heel injury. I, it kind of feels like they need to sit him down for a couple of weeks and get him right, or maybe just shut him down for the season. Um, so maybe maybe Kyler will be without Hollywood for the rest of the year. We'll see over the course of the week. Chicago probably should have beaten the Browns yesterday in Cleveland, and of course, yaks the game away, because that's what they do. And now we have a market where Chicago is expected to win by margin here, Ken. Four and a half point home favorites, 44 and a half the total, pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Uh this makes me think of the Chicago, the, the, the game to decide who the rightful Cardinals are, Chicago right. or Arizona. Uh, pen, that's, pencil, blood, or blank. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a funny historical angle in the game, no question. Uh, similar to, what was the other game where I said this? Oh, Thursday Night Football, where I was like, it's weird to see the Rams four against a team with a pulse. And I would apply that same logic to this game to a certain extent. Now, the Bears probably aren't as good as, a, as the Rams from a, a team rating aspect. Maybe they're close. It's weird to see a team like this 4-4.5 four, four against another team. It's weird to see it. Makes you think it's kind of funny. Makes you kind of want to bet the other side, intuitively. Uh, at the same time, I don't know if I'm going to do that. Uh, the, the interesting angle in this game, I don't have a bet on this game early in the week. The thing I would be curious about, this is so specific, I, maybe, it, maybe it's not a thing, maybe it is. Uh, Kyler grew up in Texas, went to school like in the south and then you know a and m and then moved around and plays in arizona it's it's chicago on christmas eve how many games has he played in these conditions like how like how is that is this like a is this gonna be like a jared goff thing in this game where like the cardinals look valuable but then you watch the game and you go oh god like this this is this might be a, this might be a disaster i just i'm gonna like kind of I'm do a little hashtag research i guess be in the lab uh this week on this it's a it's not a type of game that I can visualize him in almost ever in his career. And so I'm not exactly sure how he'll play. Um, so my first thought is like, maybe it's too many points, but I kind of just want to learn more about the game, honestly, to start. 
I, I don't I don't know if I have anything else to offer here. Um, yeah. I, I, I do think that the total is maybe like a smidge high right now. I agree. Like, I, actually, if you told me that the total is 44, I don't think I'd bat an eyelash. 44 and a half? Like, I understand it's just a half point, but above, like, one of the key numbers and totals in this range. I, maybe it's under. I, I, I don't, I think both teams are going to have trouble scoring. Like, the Bears can't score, like, period, basically. And Arizona going up against this Bears defense, especially if the weather's going to be really cold, which you imagine it will be out, outdoors in Chicago in December. You know what's funny? Uh, I got the forecast. It's actually not going to be that bad next weekend in Chicago. I wanted to bring it up while you were talking because just like, again, it's (laughs) Jake, you're literally that Jake. What is it like outside right now? Today, it's not great. I'm not going to lie to you. It's like 20s, but it is supposed to get (sighs) into the 40s, even 50s over the weekend. It's supposed to be like mid-40s for this game. 40s or 50s. Yeah. Like not even really a chance at something else right now. Everything around it's like mid-high 40s right now. Hashtag 10 day. Uh, If that's going to be what this is, I think I'm probably going to end up taking the points with Arizona. I agree. Yeah, I think maybe maybe that's maybe it's as simple as that. Well, because like you have on on one side, you have Fields, and like it's not it doesn't have to be like a career indictment on him, but like I don't trust him, and Kyler's an assassin, and I trust him at the end of the game. Like if you have the backdoor of the game or win the game close, like win the game late and it's close, I trust Kyler a lot more than I trust Justin Fields. I I think it's take the points with Arizona if the weather is going to be okay. Yeah, I think that's it. I literally think that's it right now. And I, I, okay, I, and I don't think you have to, I don't think you have to bet the game like right now. I don't, I think, I don't think there's like a ton of stuff going on here. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken on a Monday, continuing our handicap of week 16 in the NFL. All right. I'm, I'm excited to talk about this one here. Uh, the Dolphins and the Cowboys in Miami. So Miami shuts out the Jets yesterday and just like, you know what? Like I know Tyreek didn't play. That kind of felt like a fake game almost with the way it ran out with like with Zach Wilson not playing. I'm not I'm not trying to discredit Miami. They were awesome. Just like what a stupid game. What a stupid team the Jets are. <laughs> Seriously, right? I'm not trying to discount the game, but what a stupid team. <laughs> the Jets are funny. really stupid. Yeah, and look, really like, and like Miami did what you're supposed to do when you play. You're a good team and you play a stupid yeah. team. They absolutely smashed them. So credit to Miami and Dallas who just got. Like I, I, I don't even think the final score does it justice. What Buffalo Not did to Dallas close. yesterday? Yeah. Just ran the ball down their throats, punched them in the mouth again and again and again. Final score thirty-one to ten. So, I think that gets us to this right where I, I, I kind of think the right spread in the game is a pick 'em. Uh, Miami's a one and a half point favorite. The total is fifty-one. Miami minus one twenty on the money line. Dallas is plus one hundred. Uh Obviously, a game that's going to matter a lot when we talk about postseason awards. A game that'll matter a lot when we talk about Miami in the AFC East and maybe potential home field in the AFC playoffs. And if Dallas harbors any hope of catching Philadelphia, obviously, we'll see what happens tonight. Got to win this game. So a lot at stake here. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. In the uh, the, the Leon Let Bowl with the Dolphins and the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, awesome game, obviously. Super high leverage. Uh, national TV. I... You know, I think the the consensus opinion probably right now among, like you know, pundits or even fans for sure is, um, the Niners popped so much yesterday. McCaffrey's a favorite to win Offensive Player of the Year. Brock Purdy's a really prohibitive favorite to win MVP. And in the moment, that feels like really correct, right? Like we all watched the games yesterday. It feels like not certain, but probable that those outcomes are going to happen. Um, I'll I'll just say like. Although I agree with that. Like, I don't disagree that they seem probable week to week league. And this game can get nuts in a lot of different ways. Um, 
I I'll just I'll just say this and like people can think I'm nuts and I'm not I would never bet this. Um I think if Dak wins all the games the rest of the year, like he's going to be a finalist for MVP and people are going to talk about him maybe winning. I do think that's going to happen. Now that involves winning this game. Lose this game, it's zero. It's zero if you lose. So I'll agree to all of those stipulations. But I, I do think like three games left, like let's let's be a little open-minded about like, again, a, a week ago, was anybody saying like McCaffrey for sure offensive player of the year? Look at what he did against the Cardinals. Week to week league, obviously. So I think with Dallas, like there's a little silver lining, but not a lot. They got really thumped yesterday and it was really bad. Uh, also, there's a lot of reporting already that Tyreek Hill might be available for Miami in this game. And that is uh, helping to shape this market. It's one of the reasons why they got bet out a little bit from the opener. Um, is just like optimism. I guess I would use that word that he's going to play in the game and we'll see how many snaps and how effective. So uh, I don't think there's anything like that crazy in the market. Um, it, this is essentially a matchup between two teams who their entire like MO this season is that in these types of games, they lose yep. and they're playing each other. So it actually makes it kind of fun. Somebody, literally somebody has to win by rule. Uh, I will say that Dallas did beat Philly and Miami has failed way more times against big competition than Dallas has this year. So just like, if you're like, oh, well, the Cowboys never beat anybody good. Like Miami, Miami sees your bet and raises you every game this year in terms of like that handicap. Uh, I'm curious to see where the market goes. My strategy here is I think Tyreek's playing. I have no idea how effective it'll be. Like, that's not what this conversation is. I think at some point during the week or late in the week or on Sunday, it will be announced that he is active and the point spread will get bet up. Uh, and I will bet Dallas and feel very confident about it at whatever. And I'll say that don't need three, whatever the number is, two and a half, three, I'll wait, like hopefully three. But uh, I don't think there's, I think there's either no difference between these teams or Dallas is better. And I actually feel pretty confident about that. And I actually love that you get those two teams off those two games yesterday where you have the chance to get a market like this because Dallas looked so bad and because Miami put away and shut out another team. That's in this. Tyreek Optimism's in this. Uh, and I want to be against that. And and I and by the way, like be like, oh, like Dak better, like optimist, whatever. Did, wanted no part of Dallas yesterday in the game. Had everybody on, they bet Buffalo. I go, yeah, I'm kind of worried they're going to get blown out. Like, it's not like I bet Dallas in every game. I would like them at a contrarian number in this game, whether Tyreek plays or not. I'll take it a step further. Uh, I, I unfortunately will not win any money if Dak wins MVP. I feel like I should have probably bet that. Even if it's not going to win, it just feels like it was a great bet. Uh Assuming that we get the injury run out I'm looking for in this game, like Zach Martin plays for Dallas, and we'll see, like, Miami's offensive line is battered and bruised. They've down a couple of members of their secondary, so let's see what this injury report looks like. Um, assuming that it's not like everyone from Miami plays and no one for Dallas plays, like the worst-case scenario, uh, Dallas is my favorite bet of the week. I'll bet Dallas to win the game. So like I don't even yeah. I don't even care about the points. I don't I don't need two and a half. I don't two and a half. I don't need two. I don't need one and a half. I think like the spread in this game should be a pick'em. It's my opinion that the Cowboys are better than the Dolphins. Like if this Miami offensive line is not full strength, I I, I they're gonna have to peel two off the turf with the spatula in this game when it's all said and done. Especially after what happened yesterday, I think you get a much yeah, better effort from I totally Dallas agree. defense. Uh, it's my favorite bet of the week. Assuming that, again, the injury stuff is not worst-case scenario for Dallas. I'll take Dallas just to win the game. And I absolutely sure. love it. And I can't wait for yeah, it. We'll uh, update it more on and Wednesday. Then, yeah. And then uh, 
and then I want to win a lot of money when the Bills win the AFC East in Week 18. On the other <laughs> side, the whale capper Drew Densick stops by from NBC Sports, giving us his favorite bets for Week 16 in the NFL. Work. One of the reasons why I think we've been pretty successful as a show, Nick Costos, Ken Barkley here on You Better You Bet, we're always very honest and authentic with the audience. We tell you what's happening, whether it's good or bad. Uh, major weather on the uh, on the in, on the East Coast here, it's, uh, specifically in the Northeast, where I'm in New York City. Ken's in Connecticut, uh, so Ken right now has lost power here. Uh, at his house. So we're waiting for Ken's power to turn back on. We'll get Ken back on the show at some point later this hour. Like, worst case scenario, Ken will do it on the phone, on his cell phone. We'll figure it out to get the rest of Ken's thoughts here on Week 16 in the NFL and his bets for tonight. But for now, Ken is trying to figure out how to get the power back on in his house. So people are like, where, where is Ken? Why is Nick doing this interview with Whale by himself? We're trying to get the power situation worked out here. Thankfully, and I got the dreaded text from Con Ed, like our energy provider here yesterday, like, hey, we're preparing for you to lose power because of heavy winds and storms in the area. Uh, fingers crossed. I think that I'll be good here, and hopefully Ken will be good also as we move along, and he'll get his power back on, and he'll join us back on video for the show. Worst case scenario, we'll get Ken on the phone coming up a little bit later to give us his picks for tonight and the rest of the games for Week 16 in the National Football League. But before we get to all of that, including our bets next hour for the Eagles and the Seahawks on Monday Night Football, uh, it's always great to welcome him on a magnificent football Monday, one of our absolute favorite guests here on You Better You Bet, uh, and that is the whale capper, Drew Densick, betting analyst for our friends over at NBC Sports and co-host of the Deep Dive podcast with our buddy Andy Molitor. Whale comes on our show all the time. He's the best. Support him and check out his endeavors at NBC Sports and the Deep Dive podcast and follow him on Twitter at whale underscore capper. My friend, welcome back to the show. Happy Monday. Uh, how did week 15 NFL Sunday treat you, my friend? Uh, man, it was ups and downs. Um, I guess I'm kind of still... It feels like a big losing weekend, even though ultimately I scratched out a small profit. It feels like a big losing weekend because I believed in the Jets and they were not the right side. I believed in the Packers and they were not the right side. Uh, and a uh, couple of balls bounced against me in totals markets too. So uh, could have been uh, could have been something special, but ultimately uh, kind of a wash for me this weekend. Uh, um, you know, glad to. Glad, glad you cleared, cleared the air off the top there that, uh, you know, I, I, it, there's, it, it is, it is weather related. There's no truth to the rumor. I won't do appearances with Lockie and his Brock Purdy slander. Um, there's, there's no truth to the rumor. Uh, and, uh, also sympathies to you guys at the East coast dealing with weather. <clears throat> it was cloudy this morning. I was like, man, this is going to really make yo, Monday just, tough. Yo, what, yeah, 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 Drew's, in, Drew's in Southern California. I don't want to hear your BS. I almost curse. I don't want to hear your BS, man. I don't want to hear this at all, dude. Why don't, why don't we start here, and we'll get to week 16 in a second. But curious to get your thought on Monday Night Football and look like, yeah. obviously, like we don't know who the quarterbacks are going to be. I think we think that Drew Locke is going to play for Seattle. Uh, Seattle elevating Sean Mannion to the active roster this afternoon, which would seem to indicate that like Geno's going to be inactive for the game and Drew Locke is going to start. And the Eagles have been bet out a little bit, as, as you might expect, if Drew Locke's going to be the quarterback. Philly right now is a four-point favorite whale on Monday Night Football. The total is 45, but like... We don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to play in this game. You know, dealing with an illness, traveled separately from the team in an effort not to get anybody else sick. You know, Adam Schefter was on the Pat McAfee show earlier today and said, 
Like, I, he thinks it's like a true, like, coin flip that Hurts uh, plays in this game tonight. So, look, if you don't have an answer, totally fine. But maybe you've got, like, an if this, then that. Give us, like, 30 seconds here on Monday Night Football how you're looking to bet this game. And if you want to make it five seconds and say you've got nothing, you can just move on <laughs> to, uh, to the slate coming up this week. Oh, no, it's super fun to talk about. I mean, I don't remember another example like this where we had game day, you know, limits. You're, you know, you can get 30 a click right now if you feel like it in this market. And yes, we don't know who either quarterback is going to be with high confidence. Um, I'm I'm fine saying lock is a lock. Um, I think the Geno Smith situation is very, like, tough to really get my head wrapped around. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the doubtful nature of uh, some of the commentary coming out of Seattle camp is enough for me to assume that this is just the Drew Locke show. Uh, and, yeah, the Hurts thing is fascinating because if he plays, he's going to be playing through um, an illness that obviously was more than just a cold, uh, you know, the flu-like symptoms that have been talked about. He's probably had, um, you know, a difficult time keeping down food and uh, just in general could be dehydrated. Like, I wouldn't even assume if he does start, he's going to be anywhere close to as effective as we usually see him. And, on you know, this is aside from the fact that he's been dealing with injuries, it feels like going on uh, about a month now. So um, Philly is in a really nasty spot. I don't understand why they're four-point favorites. I would have just kind of made this a three. Uh, and I think it's not crazy to me that we ultimately get to uh, a three if it ends up being Mariota. Um, the big matchup that I'm kind of interested in this game is uh, really looking at uh, the Seattle O-line up against the Philly D-line. Philly D-line is kind of the only thing keeping that unit together. Uh, the linebacking core and safeties and, and uh, um, you know, injuries to Slay now. Like the second, you know, the back half of that defense is just very susceptible. If you can give uh, Drew Locke time, he should be able to uh, do some damage downfield. He should be able to score some points. So, um, you know, the, <clears throat> the Seattle's offensive line has been badly hurt all season long. They're kind of finally at full strength. Uh, and uh, ultimately, if this ends up being Jalen Hurts is a go, um, I might make a, a late bet here on Seattle, uh, expecting that, uh, you know, on the other side of three, you're you're capturing a, a pretty decent amount of line value there. And I think um, just wait, wait, in general, let me ask you this, because I think you said something sure. really interesting there. And like, I want to make sure that we talk about this here. <clears throat> Let's say Jalen Hurts is, and again, like you use the word lock, for Drew Locke to start tonight. I I think like we're close to being there that it's a lock that Geno Smith is not going to play in this game. Now, sure. if Hurts doesn't play and it's Mariota against Locke, you think it'll close three? You think it will close Eagles minus three? And I ask that because if that's going to be the case, I'm going to take the three with Seattle, and that's going to be how <laughs> I choose to play the game. So like you, you, th you don't think it would close less than three? You think it closes three if it's Mariota at Locke? Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting that the pricing right now is 50-50, right? Like if this was Hertz, I think it you know tricks back to a solid four. If it's Mariota, it's probably a, a, a maybe a, a, a reduced juice three, uh, but I don't think it goes to two and a half. I think there's uh, you know there, there's there's enough. He's uh, brutal. <clears throat> who Mariota? Mariota. I mean, look, Locke's not yeah, great well, either, I'm, but I'm not, Mariota's yeah, terrible. Not. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I I don't want any part of him. <laughs> I'm not going to be betting the Eagles anyway. Here, uh, I just kind of would like uh, a little bit more of a known, known, uh, you know, a little bit more clear understanding of who the Eagles are going to war with here before playing Seattle. Because, like, you know, Mariota not going to change anything in terms of the Eagles' likelihood to win the game necessarily. But I do think he at least is a little bit uh, more challenging to 
you know, to defend on the ground. Uh, and uh, if you have a dual threat, you, there's definitely scope to uh, to make the Seahawks defense hurt a little bit more, I guess. So, um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think this is uh, Seattle or past and basically every way you want to slice it. And uh, uh, Drew Locke, not a guy that I love going to war with, but uh, against a sick Jalen Hurts or uh, against uh, Mariota, I'm fine with that. You better you bet here. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley will be back with us um, at some point before the show goes off the air. Ken dealing with some power issues at his house in Connecticut, like crazy storms here in the Northeast. We are joined right now by the whale capper, Drew Densick from NBC Sports and the Deep Dive Podcast on Twitter at whale underscore capper. I want to hit like three more things with you over the course of sure. the interview. So maybe give me like 60 seconds or so, 60 to 90 on these answers. Um We'll get to, like, MVP, and I want to get your thoughts on the Dolphins and Cowboys if it's not your answer here. As of right now, what's your favorite look coming up for Week 16 in the NFL? Could be a side, could be a total. Yeah, I, I mean, like moth to a flame, I can't stay away from this Ravens-Niners uh, primetime. It's Christmas Day game. Um, I love the over Christmas here. Christmas night, technically. Christmas night, yeah, Christmas night game. Uh, I love the over here. Uh, absolutely uh, think this should be on the north side of 47. Uh, the Ravens defense is definitely um, a unit you want to bet on when they're playing a team like the Jaguars. I had a lot of Ravens stick yesterday and uh, thought it should have been closer to like a four, four and a half point line. And it was because I thought that you were going to get an A out of that Ravens defense up against uh, a unit that is one dimensional uh, and can, you know, you can absolutely kind of trick up. Uh, an offensive line that has moving pieces and health issues with uh, some of your, um, you know, kind of advanced pressure concepts. Now that will not work in my opinion against San Francisco. I think San Francisco's offense is going to have no problem scoring on the Ravens defense. And I think the Niners uh, defense has showed you yesterday that they are, you know, a little bit susceptible, particularly to a mobile quarterback. So um, I think the Ravens offense is still a little bit of a buy low right now. Niners and Ravens defenses that are sell highs. Uh, so 46 to the over uh, is my favorite look for week number 16. All right. So, well, Christmas night over with the San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens. Um, you know, the two quarterbacks in that game, the two top choices in the betting market for NFL most valuable player. Brock Purdy is now like a, a pretty big favorite here. And I'll get the uh, the exact number. Right now at BetMGM, as I refresh my screen, Purdy is sitting right now at minus 200 at BetMGM. That's even been bet up a little bit over the course of this afternoon. Purdy minus 200. Lamar is plus 500 now. And again, they play on Christmas night. Dak is down to six following Dallas's blowout loss in Buffalo. Josh Allen now is at 10 after Buffalo blows out Dallas. Jalen Hurts is at 11. Also, like, I don't think he can win. Christian McCaffrey at 12. Uh, we like single-handedly won tons of fantasy football matchups yesterday, but that's whatever. Um, <laughs> well, do you have a thought here on most valuable player and if there's a valuable bet to be made right now in the market here in about a minute? Uh, I think the current pricing is probably about correct, and I think this is a two-horse two race now between Purdy and Lamar. Um, so Purdy, not yeah, Josh I think, Allen? You don't think Allen no, could potentially no. win if they went out? I don't think there's any scope for Allen. Uh, I don't think there's any scope for Allen or Dak after the results this last weekend. And I think realistically, uh, um, if you want to play some long shot bills, like I still think they're alive to win the AFC East. I know the Miami Dolphins took care of business convincingly yesterday without Terry Kill, but uh, three to three tough tests for them to land this plane. Um, Purdy, to me, I think is a pretty easy decision. Uh, His advanced statistical profile is like top four all time among quarterbacks going back to 1999. Uh, the idea that the voters aren't going to get behind him, I think, can be pretty easily dispelled when you look at 1999 specifically, where Court Warner kind of came out of nowhere, uh, was the clear winner in terms of total EPA on the balance of the season, had the best team, best record, 
you know, one thirty, you know, got uh, 33 out of 50 votes for the MVP. Like that's kind of where we stand right now. And as you look at Purdy's EPA per play numbers, again, like the only t- players who have ever over the balance of a season done better than Purdy has done this year were Aaron Rodgers in 2011, Tom Brady in 2007 and Peyton Manning in 2004. The common theme between all three of those campaigns, the quarterback uh, uh, named was a near unanimous choice for MVP. I really just don't think that it gets any more complicated than the best team is the Niners. They're the best team by margin right now and virtually everybody's ranking. Even if you don't make numbers, like your power rating is like one, Niners, big gap, two, could be any of these teams, right? Like that's kind of the common, you know, uh, you know, prism that everybody's looking at the NFL through right now. And when you have best team, best player, it's pretty straightforward. That quarterback for that team, um, you know, gets uh, gets the credit for the wins, gets the credit for what he has done this season, which has been truly, you know, out, out of this world impressive. Nobody's even talking about the fact that Brock Purdy went under the knife in March, Nick. He got elbow surgery in March. We did not know if he was going to play in week one. And not only has he played, but he's outperformed every other quarterback in the NFL. It's absolutely amazing to me. Uh, it's quite a story to tell, and I think uh, Purdy is uh, the rightful choice, and we'll run away with this award. Ten, ten seconds here for this, because I got one more. We don't have a ton of time left, so ten seconds on this. So you think Purdy's going to win? Even Ken, Ken said earlier in the show that, that prob- like, probability-wise, Purdy's the most likely to win. He's minus 200. Is there a bet to be made right now on him? Like, is Purdy worth laying minus 200? If the answer is no, that's totally okay. In about 10 seconds here, because I got one more for you. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that that's it's not worth laying, in my opinion. Because there, there is a chance that Lamar beats him head-to-head. And there is a chance that Lamar backs that up, that backs it up and beats a, uh, you know, beats Tua the next week. And at that point, like two really high-profile uh, wins for a player that everybody already has anchored to MVP candidacy and Lamar Jackson would be a problem for Purdy. Uh, but Purdy needs to regress pretty aggressively statistically to uh, to really kind of give give up a favorite status. But uh, Lamar, there is scope for him to win still, I think. But it's very small. I, I kind of think the Niners are going to smash them. Ken and I will talk about that game coming up a little later <laughs> on Christmas night. And let's close with this, my friend. Like, only like 30 seconds for the answer here. Mm-hmm. Just even if you don't have a bet, the game of the weekend in the National Football League, Miami, I guess like San Francisco-Baltimore is the game of the weekend, but that's on Christmas. The game of the day on Sunday is Miami and Dallas and South Beach. The Dolphins right now, one and a half point home favorites. We feel like Tyree Kill is going to play in the game most likely. So Miami, one and a half, total 51 uh, I said in the last segment, I think Dallas my favorite, Dallas to win my favorite bet of the week. Uh, do, do you have a bullish thought on this game one way or another here? Only 30 seconds for the answer. Yeah, no, I'm with you on Dallas being the right side here. Uh, I need to get a little bit better understanding and, and rewatch some of the game tape against Buffalo, but this is a less hostile environment, surely. Um, and I think the pass rush for uh, Dallas has a much easier task against a Miami uh, offensive line that's been dealing with cluster injury situation. Uh, and I think ultimately, uh, to a, if you can get to him with quick pressure, you can really impact his performance to the bad. Uh, and I think that's the path to victory for the Cowboys. So big, big, uh, big week for Michael Parsons, who's kind of inexplicably your defensive player of the year favorite right now. But uh, uh, that said, I like the Cowboys this week against the Dolphins. My friend, sincerely appreciate the time. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to tell Lockie what you said about you not wanting to do a spot with anymore. We'll keep <laughs> on Twitter at whale underscore yes. Deep Dive Podcast, NBC Sports. Good luck with all the bets, my friend. Stay well. We won't talk to you next Monday, obviously, because, you know, it's Christmas. We'll have the day off. Of Very Merry Christmas, my friend, to you and your family. Happy holidays, and we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Happy holidays to you and the listeners. Pass on my best to Lockie. And uh, yeah, enjoy enjoy uh, being on the show with you every time. Take it easy.
the great Drew Dinsick here with us on You Better, You Bet. A couple updates before we uh, before we hit the commercial break. Number one, uh, we feel like the power is still out on Ken's block, but Ken will call in. So we'll have Ken on next segment. Ken will just be on the phone. And Jalen Hurts has arrived in Seattle. It, it looks to me like he's going to play in the game. We'll talk about it coming up next. And Lockie will rejoin us here on You Better, You Bet. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, good stuff from the whale capper Drew Densick in the last segment, breaking down Monday Night Football with the Eagles and the Seahawks. Uh, we have some news here. We'll bring Ken Barkley back onto the show in a second. We'll find out what's going on at Ken in his house with his power situation as storms kind of slam the entire Northeast. Uh, Jeff McClain, longtime Eagles beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer, tweeting that Jalen Hurts is going to be active and will start at quarterback for the Eagles. Pictures had started to get posted by Eagles beat writers in the last like 10 minutes or so of Jalen Hurts arriving to Lumen Field in Seattle with his uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan Brand gear on. He's probably going to play in the game. And he's being flanked by Big Dom. Oh, uh, we haven't seen, obviously, since the uh, the Eagles 49ers game a couple weeks ago. It was banned from the sidelines last week for Philadelphia in their game against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night. So Big Dom looks like he'll be back on the sideline tonight. And Jalen Hurts looks like he's going to start tonight for the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, this is per Jeff McClain of the Philadelphia Inquirer. And the betting market uh, reacting to this news. The Eagles have now been bet up to a four-point road favorite. The total has not moved yet, at least. The total sitting at 45 Hurts with his illness. And we do expect Drew lock to start here for the Seattle Seahawks. Ken's going to be with us in a second, but we got to pay the bills here. And we want everybody to check out BetMGM's seven days of parlays. Every day from now until Sunday, Christmas Eve, you'll receive a different parlay boost token. Head to the promotions page to claim your prize. It's day one. So on day one, you get an NFL same game parlay boost. Download the BetMGM app. Visit BetMGM.com. Happy holidays from the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM. Uh, Ken Barkley back with us now. Uh, hey, Ken, how's it going? Oh, oh, hey, you know, just doing the show, <laughs> doing a, having a normal day. Power didn't go out the whole day. For people that maybe don't live on the East Coast, um, Falcons-Panthers yesterday is the best way I can describe what's happening in the Northeast today, uh, if you watched that game yesterday. And it kind of, like, subsided, but there's just, like, trees down everywhere. There's a ton of <laughs> wreckage, basically. Uh, so, yeah, it was just doing the show. Power goes out. And it literally just came back on right before uh, I joined you guys back on the phone. So in the power hour, another tease. We have all our picks for tonight and me back on the show in, uh, in, in video form, which will be great. So, yeah, like I can be like, oh, what's, what's happening in the market with the Hertz injury? I don't know. I don't have any power or Internet or electricity. Uh, yeah, but like definitely, you know, I think we have a couple other games to talk about coming up uh, this next week in the NFL. Can definitely do that. And, uh, yeah, excited for cell phone technology, me being able to be on the show. So this was, uh, and this was one of those, like when, uh, like we have garb. So recycle night at our house is Wednesday night. Um, garbage night is Sunday night. We just bring the garbage out, and our garbage can today. When I walked outside, like to get the garbage can to bring it like back back into the house. It's like, what? Where is it? It was like th- three quarters of the way down the block. How insane like the wind was last night. So I feel like I've I've kind of escaped here, and I feel like my power always goes out, and Ken's usually stays on. So uh, so. 
again, the Northeast obviously have been been hit by these storms. Great to have Ken at least on the cell phone here for for this segment, and then we'll we'll welcome him back on video as we begin the Power Hour coming up next on You Better You Bet. And the Power Hour will not be on Stadium. So if you're watching us on Stadium right now, if you want to check out the final hour of the show, all our bets for tonight, head on over to Twitch, Twitch.tv/betql, and you will get all our bets for tonight. And just one more update here on Jalen Hurts. Ian Rappaport of NFL Media has just tweeted this as well that. Hertz is going to play tonight. So not that like Jeff McClain is not like a reliable source, but now we have like NFL media reporting it. Hertz is going to start tonight for the Philadelphia Eagles on the road in Seattle. We'll talk about that game coming up next hour on the show. For now, though, let's continue our handicap of week 16 in the NFL. Jake fade the music up. And Ken, we have finished uh, the 4 p.m. slate of games on Sunday, which means now we get to move to Christmas Eve night, where underneath the tree, this, this Bill Belichick, Bailey Zappi, and the New England Patriots. Like, I, I, what, what are they? Like, what are we thinking here with some of these games? Even before the season starts, what are we thinking with this game on Christmas Eve? I guess the ratings are always good. It doesn't matter. Anyway, Denver can coming off the blowout loss on Saturday night in Detroit against the Lions. Hosts New England. We like had like a, like a pretty like good effort against Kansas City. Obviously, they're just like they're not as good as the Chiefs. They lose that game by ten points. Push at the closing number for whatever that's worth. Uh, Denver was a five and a half point favorite. Had been bet up to six. Um, obviously, like rumors swirling about Bill Belichick's job status. He's getting asked about it basically anytime he's in front of a microphone. Denver, a six-point home favorite on Sunday night against New England. The total is uh, very low, as you might imagine, sitting at thirty-four and a half. Ken, pen, pencil, blood, or bl- uh, blank. Not exactly Peyton Manning against Tom Brady here with the Broncos and the Pats. No, certainly not. Um, I don't have a. I did not bet this game right at open, but much like with the the Thursday night game, it's like ah, it's weird to see the Rams four against a pretty good team. It's weird to see the Bears four and a half a favorite against a a bad team, but it's weird to see the Bears four and a half against everybody. This, it just with a low total, and I agree with the total. Like the total, has, it might even be too high, honestly, with the way these two teams like to play, and the way the Patriots like to play, especially. I would never bet the over in this game. It's just like, are the Broncos going to like trash a team? Like, is that what they're going to? That's not really been their thing. They've kind of been like a conservative, close game, low scoring team, and that's yeah. They couldn't keep pace with Detroit, obviously, over the weekend. But like this game's not that game. I, I agree they should be favored. I, I guess I agree it's more than a field goal. It's like a six. I, I would never bet Denver at six. Uh, I think it is a very likely Broncos win. So does the betting market. But I, I just kind of can't help feeling like, especially the way the Patriots have played down the stretch. Like, look, I, the Chargers packed it in. Their coach got fired. That's that's not what these games have been. That's, that's not what the Patriots. Now maybe this game's different. It's on the road, obviously, but like I don't think so. Um, so my first thought would be like only New England at a number like six. Um, not a strong betting take on the game yet, and like a likely Denver win, but the market feels the same way. So like, I I agree now that the numbers at six, where I think it's Patriots, and 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 look like saying that kind of implies that maybe I'd be into Denver if it were five and a half. And I can't, I can't even say that, that that's true, right? Um, I, I think Denver's going to have trouble scoring in this game. Um, so it's six, it's Patriots or nothing. So the question needs to be asked, Ken, if we get to Sunday, and I know, like, you know, your kids are going to want to hang out, but why would you want to hang out with your family when you can watch, you know, Russell Wilson against Bailey Zappi on Christmas Eve? Uh, do you think you'll end up with a bet on the New England Patriots if we get to kickoff? Like, injuries remain fairly static. Like, I doubt Ramondre's going to play, but, like, he hasn't played the last couple weeks. Maybe they get Juju back. Whatever. If this is going to close Denver minus six, do you think you'll end up with a bet on the New England Patriots? 
maybe. Uh, maybe it's bet Denver to win by small margins, like Denver by one to six, like that band. You know, might actually be like a, a pretty good idea in this case because the Patriots do play a lot of teams very, very close. So maybe it's that instead, like find ways to play Denver at really, really like just to win kind of numbers. It's not really a game that fits teasers. The money line is like going to be an incredibly harsh price because the total is so low. Um, so it just it doesn't really lend itself to like line manipulation at all. It's, it's like definitely close to what I think the game is. I don't think I'll bet the pay. I, in the end, I think I will pass the game. I'll tell you why. Just like I'm getting Denver off that game, which is just like the lowest of lows after they played really well for two months. Couldn't stop giving up points. Peyton screaming at Russell Wilson. And it's like the worst data point you could imagine for a really well-coached team. Like, I, I don't know if I want to fade a team off that game. That probably keeps me off the game, even though the number is like a little bit too big. And, and I, uh, I do, I want to say something about Peyton coach of the year. We can do whatever. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to have like a terrible idea of time here. So just keep me honest. You got, yeah, good. You got like, give us like a minute on it here. We got like four minutes left in the segment and then we can talk about the chiefs okay, and the Raiders right. on Christmas day. I, uh, I just, I can be crazy here, but just like to, again, the week to week nature of the NFL, Look, I, we did coach of the year. I will do like full accounting of this on Thursday. I, I said there were three coaches that were very likely to win. Ryan's, Steichen, and Sean Payton as the three like team improvement coaches. And it's not that they have to win. Like I think Dan Campbell can win if they win every game. They're also playing the Vikings twice and the Cowboys. So the likelihood he takes at least one loss is pretty high. But if they win all the games, I do think that he has a, a good chance to win Dan Campbell. But he's one of the favorites. Just because the Broncos lose this game, like, and I know the narrative this morning is Steichen and, like, can't possibly, like, oh, like, what a job he's doing, what a job D'Amico Ryan's doing. That's all true. Like, the Broncos are very likely to go win, win, win down the stretch. So even if you think he's a terrible candidate now, Sean Payton, I would just be like, if the Broncos are 10 and 7, which they will be if they win the three games, do you think he'd have a chance to win? No matter what anybody else does. If they're 10 and 7, which would put them in the playoffs probably, do you think he'd have a chance to win? He's 40, 50 to one right now because of the loss. I can't help shaking the idea that like, if they win these three games, he's probably a finalist and he's at least discussed as a potential winner. I'm not saying he would win, but I do think that's interesting. Like how much the market has dismissed him on a game that honestly, I don't know if he needed to win the award. Uh, home New England, home Chargers at the Raiders is the closing schedule for Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos. I don't think Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year is up right now at BetMGM, and Sean Payton is 35-1 to 1 for those interested. If you like the case Ken Barkley just made, you think Denver's going to win out, you think Payton's got a shot, 35-1 to 1 right now at BetMGM. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken. Ken will join us back on video to start the Power Hour final hour in a couple minutes. Ken, we probably have time here for about 45 seconds from you on the Chiefs and Raiders if you got it as we move to the Christmas Day slate of games we'll save uh, the Giants and Eagles for Wednesday obviously because Philadelphia plays tonight against the Seahawks on Monday Night Football so Kansas City hosts the Raiders they played a couple weeks ago Kansas City kind of bounced back after a couple of won that game 31-17 the Chiefs 10 point home favorites the total is 42 and a half Isaiah Pacheco is expected back in this game for the Chiefs and we think Travis Kelsey will be good to go had an elbow injury yesterday they're calling it like an elbow stinger we think he'll be good to go We'll monitor it throughout the week. So one week from today, Ken, Kansas City laying 10 against the Raiders, 42 and a half. Have like 30 to 45 seconds here. We can clean up the rest on the other side. Yeah, I don't think this is a market that's particularly surprising to either of us. It's probably on the high end of how we would have the game be lined, but that's because the Chiefs looked pretty good in the second half yesterday and kind of put away the Patriots. 
Uh, my first thought is this does not make me want to make a bet on everything. And I am curious, like, if Kansas City can run up some good performances to close the season against easy competition and kind of increase their rating, increase their playoff seed, too, like sell have a chance at a high seed. So I, I, I don't think I'd bet the Raiders at this number ever. If it came down, I'd consider the Chiefs teasing them, et cetera. That's kind of like the extent of my interest in the game so far. I got, I got to tell you, man, I, I think I might lay 10 with Kansas City. And, like, I, I hope that I get a better number. For me, this is never the Raiders coming off what they did in the Thursday night demolition last week of the L.A. Chargers. And I do feel like the Chiefs are percolating a little bit. Rasheed Rice has been an absolute stud, obviously. He's been great. And uh, Sky Moore was placed on IR. I, I, I feel like Kadarius told—you uh, know what? I'm, I'm not going to do this now. Maybe, maybe I'll do it as we move a little, a little, cl- a little closer to the game here. I, I think he might be on the cusp of a big performance. Am I, am I saying that with a straight face? All right. For the people watching us on Stadium right now, this is our final segment right now. Head on over to Twitch, twitch.tv backslash betql for all our picks for tonight in the Power Hour. Ken will join us on video, and we'll continue breaking down Week 16 in the NFL. Niners and the Ravens on Christmas night.